0: the spot welcome we are glad you join us the the place where there the recipe is much Tom Foolery seasoned with a little bit of seriousness
1: Tom we are missing Tom this morning
0: yeah yeah you know Thomas is out this morning he's not feeling well so Thomas we know that you're at home just waiting anxiously on the drop of this episode so yes. that you can listen to it so feel better my friend that that may what that may be what happens. Amen. Okay. So I want to just, before we get to the word. Okay. okay. All right. I want to share with you a little bit of a story. A story. Uh, and, and our listeners here. It's a Christmas story. No, it's not. It's not, <laughs> not Luke 2, man. Not Luke 2. Um, let, me, let me find it here. To give you a little bit of a glimpse into the life of a pastor. All right? Ooh, now, this. I like this. This did not happen to me, but it did happen to one of my good friends in the ministry. And I've always said that I am going to write a book about everything that I've encountered I when, whenever me. I retire. You know, I'm scheduled to retire. My portfolio is dictating I can retire about three days after I die. Sweet. So whenever that happens, I'm going to write a book too. Yeah, it will be up in heaven uh, with with Right, you. of all of the exploits of um, ministry. So this is a text that I get from a brother pastor. You will appreciate this. I have a guy who had heart surgery last week and hasn't been released yet. They were waiting on him to poop before they would release him. Whoa. So I went and visited him this morning and he asked me to pray that he would have a bowel movement so that he could go home. And literally, while I was praying with him, he started having a bowel movement Whoa. on himself. Okay, The whole time saying, Thank you, Jesus, through tears. He said, don't let anyone tell you that prayer doesn't work. Amen. And then he wrote the caveat, I think I may be a faith healer now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that's a
0: little levity, but some
1: praise. I mean, listen, all things big and small, right? All things. Hey, that guy was so grateful with tears that he was, he was tired of being in the hospital and ready to go. Right. Like in more ways than one. Amen. I mean, it's just, yeah. So again, it's just
0: uh, the life of a, it's very rarely dull. I will promise you that much.
1: That was that was great. I like that one.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get to our word of the day. Word up. It's kind of interesting that we've been talking a little bit before we started recording, both here and in the coffee room, as I was making my morning necessity cup of coffee.
1: I almost wanted one. Yeah, it's, it's
0: so, so good. Pacing,
1: pacing, pacing where we, we is, a little bit is our, right yeah yeah, yeah. is, is our, that the kind of pacing pacing back and forth in the room or pacing yourself like a runner? No, no,
0: let's I mean we're, we're f- fresh off of finishing Hebrews, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, you know, that runner analogy is right there right. but I uh here's kind of what spurred on this thought in in my thinking over these past few days. I'm a, I'm a very task driven person. Like, there are times that I'm task driven to a detriment in my own mind mm-hmm. because I'll kind of work against myself. And I found myself over these past few days getting a little bit anxious over some to do list kind of things. Like, I was getting overwhelmed with some things that I need to do, hadn't done, should have done, mm-hmm. can't get done all at once, and is very much a work in progress mm-hmm. type of thing. But I found myself in this place one day that I was just almost getting beside myself. My my train of thought was derailing and I was just completely overwhelmed. Right. Um, and and I remember I had to stop myself at one point and go, control what you can control.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And don't worry about the rest of it. You know, like, okay, so this is a, a task that's going to be ahead of you. This is something that has to be done. That it, it's, it is. There's no denying that. But can you do it all at once? And the answer was no. And then I had to ask myself, is it, is it helping it to get done any quicker with the fact of you're overwhelmed and sideways about it? Hmm. No. Okay, then you need to pace yourself. Hmm. There's an element of pacing I had to take. And as I was working through you know the beginning stages of that particular project, I was thinking, like, how accurate is that in our spiritual life too? Um, things that we feel like we uh, should have already done, maybe haven't, a level of maturity in our relationship with Christ that we feel like we should have already obtained, but maybe we haven't. Um, And then I think it bleeds over to life, too, in our careers and our relationships. I just thought I was going to be so much further than this. Hmm. Uh, And then sometimes when doors open for us, like, I had the opportunity to work in something. I was trying to get so much done all at once at the very beginning that it was actually affecting me negatively. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I want us to go today. What, what I want us to talk about pacing in that sense. Um, you know, we can talk about in our lives. You know, the, the physical pacing, but maybe even more importantly, the spiritual pacing that we face
1: thoughts well um you know there's no direct biblical reference that has the word pacing in it Mm -hmm. so the closest thing that i can think that would come to it you have need of endurance Mm -hmm. so that after you've done the will of god you may receive the promise yep back to um hebrews right and so uh, to me that's that's kind of you know having been a runner when i was a kid i used to run cross-country And um, so I ran track and did that kind of stuff. And I learned quickly what pacing meant. You know, you could either run all out and be tired or you could run to a pace yourself and set yourself a pace. Mm -hmm. And that was much better for me as I became actually a long distance runner. Um, in cross country. I had to learn what pacing was about. And increasing your pace is a cool thing, you know, but because you want to beat your time, but it really is when you set your mind for the long haul. You know, you're understanding this is not going to be happening. In in America or, you know, just our thoughts, I think in the Western culture altogether, is that we're often want the quick fix. Uh, the microwave dinner or whatever you know I want something easy simple go push a button and it's done and you know often that's the way we want it in life I want to be able to pick up a phone and contact somebody the problem solved uh, or whatever you know and and now to draw it into the same kind of thing in the spiritual life is we want the same thing we want to say a prayer and it be over we want to um, read our bible and be done um, if we have a problem, we want to pray one time about it, and it's, you know, glory to God be fixed. Done and, you know, one and done. If I just say that, that is, man, that's my mindset at times. And I understand that, you know, so I w- that's... And I get frustrated when it doesn't happen like that at times. You know, I'm like, I get irritated i'm like why why do i have to come back to this again you know i've already prayed about this i've already said it's before you already God. said amen i mean you know so be it right so be it <laughs> yeah. and so yeah those are the kind of things that initially strike out at my mind that um man that is a key aspect to our lives our christian life is not meant to be a one-and-done wonder god doesn't want us that's that's not the way he made us i mean sometimes you can do that god gives you a miraculous deliverance a miraculous thing happens in your life and it's amazing but oftentimes there is just that hey god wants god has designed that we should and i love this little passage first corinthians uh 10 13, mm-hmm. no temptation has overtaken you but such is common to man but god is but, yes right yeah, but, but god, god is faithful Will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you but with the temptation will make will create a the way of escape that you may be able to, here it is, endure it. Yep. And I love that word endure right there. It means to bear up under it. And there's some just to build off that thing come right back to you, there's
0: some translations that grossly miss that yes. interpretation because they say it will give you an escape out. Right, uh, and and that's not accurate. I'm I'm not a Greek expert by any means, but there have been times that I've noticed that some translations are talking about endurance or being able to uh, bear under the burden, you know, right. under the weight of it. And then I see this other translation that says it will allow you an escape out. I was like, okay, those don't match up in my mind. Uh, and and digging a little bit, that's just a, it's it's not an escape out. Like God's just like, oh, okay, well, I'll just exit stage left here it's a
1: grace to endure it that's right i love that you know exactly going on to the second book of corinthians chapter 12 paul and you know three times i plead he wanted a one and done a one and done three times so that is a lot for the apostle paul who had revelations um lest i be exalted above measure he said and i think think that Thomas talked about this in prevention. You know, mm-hmm. God said, Lest I be exalted. He said, You know, God had something for him disciplining him through this process, and he had to bear up under it. Therefore, most gladly will rather take um, pleasure in approaches and needs and infirmities and sicknesses, for when I am weak, then the power of christ rest upon me and that's you know the key is god's going to take us to the end of ourselves so that becomes his power and not our power Mm -hmm. that helps us with the endurance you know and that's that's where it is yeah yeah Uh,
0: ask god to remove it but if he doesn't remove it then ask him to redeem it
1: Amen. You know, and Amen. that's
0: just the that that's kind of the way because I, I see where Paul in Second Corinthians twelve writes that, you know, the three times that I ask. And and I wonder if it ceased there. You know, maybe the official ask maybe ceased, but I, I wonder if there were times moving forward where Paul was just like, Okay, this again, really wish this wasn't here. Right. You know, God, this would be really great if this wasn't here. Because I I just don't see the Apostle Paul as what we have from indications of his writings and his personality of just being like, oh, okay, I asked three times. It's never going to cross my mind again. I, I think that that probably
1: really ate at him some. I think he was fervent in prayer, too. I mean, he was, you know, when he talks about others, he says he labored fervently for you in prayers, talking about Titus and Timothy, you know. And I just think that Paul was no doubt laboring fervently in prayer like the Lord Jesus, you know i'm not saying that paul sweat great drops of blood but i'm sure he labored before god saying i pleaded i think it, the other versions say i pleaded with yeah. the lord three times that this would yeah. depart from me and he said no yeah no oh, sorry i uh
0: i pastored a church uh, one time where i had a brother uh, and his his wife come to me and they were facing some some real difficult times and uh, we were talking and and this was over a period of months that we just continued to talk, and they were just so frustrated and borderline discouraged, if not fully mm-hmm. discouraged. but they uh they almost got to the place to where they were disillusioned with God and right. what was happening and their stance was they had a couple situations that were going on in and amongst their household their family that uh, that situation and they they referenced the scriptures they said we are just tired of waiting on our end suddenly that never comes mm. and i was like well we, let's let's talk about that just a little bit because we're talking about pacing kind of viewing things again we can't view things from a faith perspective, from a from a belief in Christianity perspective, and have everything add up on our timeline.
1: I love that you said that.
0: Because God lives in the timeless zone, That's basically. Right. A, yeah. a day into him is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is into a day. He's not confined. He's not restrained by time. That's right. But I said I think that we have to look back on that and suddenly statement hmm. that you're talking about. Think that we just think, we're so convinced that the and suddenly means boom with no history to it. Sometimes it takes thousands of years for the and suddenly to happen.
1: Amen. We can
0: see the coming of the Messiah.
1: And suddenly
0: after thousands of years. After thousands of years. God's timeline can be different and most of the time is different than ours and. Um, You know, the coming of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. Yes. Peter, once that's done, preaches, this is what the prophet Joel prophesied. You know, this is what he said. But Scripture records in Acts 2, and suddenly there came a sound. So I would just like to pick your brain a little bit. What are some of the things that you think we struggle with in our relationship with God pacing ourselves in. I know you mentioned the prayer and the Bible reading and stuff like that. But what do you see, maybe in your own life or other people that you've been in connection with and led in some varying capacity that they may struggle with from a pacing
1: standpoint? Sin. I'm going to just nail that first okay. off. You know, okay. Often people struggle with sin. Everybody does. Let me just say, every. Buddy struggles with sin. Those Christians that call themselves and want to exclude sin from their lives, we often struggle with that it's not excluded, that we're still struggling, that uh, even though we've said we would not do that anymore, we've done it again. And, And that becomes sometimes a very great stumbling block in a Christian's life. So much so that they turn from looking at the cross to turn to looking at themselves and their struggle, feel unworthy. I've been there, and I'm just sharing, speaking from experience. Yeah. We think because we think that we pleaded, we've asked, we've rolled, we've shared, we've confessed, we've done everything yet, and it's still plaguing, still struggling. So I think this is a great one for Christians, you know, that struggle um, because the, you have need of endurance. Pace yourself. Pick yourself back up. Dust off your knees. Keep running. Keep running the race. You know, uh, God is not, uh, you know, castizing you. He's not a God big stick up there ready to smash on you when you're blowing it. He's not bound by your timel- timeless, timeless ti- your time. He's outside of time. And he is indeed seeing your victory over this, whether it's here, there, or in the air, wherever it's at. But you just keep striving. And I think that's a big one. Other areas are... Um, in our Christian with that Christians will struggle with is answers to prayer Mm. you know often like you just shared when we don't get an answer to prayer we struggle with believing that God is even listening to us that we you know here's the thing and I'm sure you experience this as a pastor pastor pray for me Mm mm-hmm because they don't think that their prayers are effective enough. Right. Corey Tim Boom, I love it. I remember she was praying somebody, and somebody asked her a prayer, and she said, Lord, please reveal to him that. That was R.T. Kendall. R.T. Kendall, yeah. that I, you know, he doesn't need my prayers. Yes,
0: Amen. I laughed at that story, but I was just like, you know, whenever he told me that, he was like, I just waited my whole life to be able to meet her, to have her to pray for me. <laughs> and she prays for me, and the over is like, Please reveal to my brother that he doesn't need me to pray for
1: him. Amen. But you, you've experienced that as a pastor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People are afraid that their prayers are ineffective yeah. and that you're some kind of spiritual saint that's going to have this awesome, super-duper power of the Lord as soon as you pray. Now, we just shared a story that that does indeed happen. I mean, you know, and The amen. wind blows where it will. Ex- exactly. brother. Thank you. The yeah. wind blows where it will. So if the wind doesn't blow for you, keep keep praying it will. Yeah. Ask, seek, and knock. There you go. The, the original language
0: in that kind of holds, it, it's an action, an ongoing action. Right. Ask, keep on asking. Knock, keep on knocking. Seek, keep on seeking. It's not just a ask, seek, and knock.
1: Right, this I think they call time. that the indicative, I, or it could be wrong here. Listen,
0: I'm the, okay. I'm not the guy that you want. I was the, I'm I'm the guy that used the word implicit through an entire sermon when it should have been imperative. And All I could right. be wrong that
1: there. I forgot. I've took my Greek. It's been a while, so I'm rusty. But there is a, a Greek verb uh, yeah. that has an ongoing action. It's not. It's like believe is not just one. It's an ongoing believing, ongoing asking, ongoing seeking. I love that you said because that is pacing yourself. Mm-hmm. Because we rely on god not that we don't expect we should expect great things from god but our great things may not what he thinks is great for us and that's molding and shaping our desire so that what we find ourselves believing and doing is what he wants to do through us even in the midst of where we're like that's i wanted this i want this to happen god yeah
0: as beholding like in front of a mirror being transformed from glory yes to glory um I want to give you one area here, and okay. we'll begin to wrap up. Um, I think one of the things that we struggle with in our in our pacing with our relationship with Christ is our purpose mm. or our calling, maybe. Yes. Maybe a little bit more. What, what am I supposed to do for God? It's like, you know, I'm struggling with all of these things. You, know, you talked about the sin, the reoccurrences, the struggles that we have, and sometimes we feel like God's calling us to do something, and one of two things, either we feel like he's calling us to do something we don't know what it is, mm-hmm. or number two, we do know what it is, but we're not seeing the fruit of it in our lives at that point. I always go back to King David. You know, David was the overlooked son of Jesse yes. whenever Samuel came to anoint, you know, to replace Saul as king. Mm-hmm. But when he was, when he was finally recognized, he was anointed as king, God's purpose and his calling in that moment revealed to him. Yes, It's according to which expert you read, it's going to be anywhere between 17 to 20 years Mm -hmm. before David actually sets on the throne of Israel. So here we have what could be two decades of pacing himself, waiting on this. I know my identity. I know my calling. I know my purpose. God has already revealed it to me. Our minds go, boom, we should be doing it at that moment. Yes. And sometimes the refining process to get us ready for the place that God has prepared us for is extensive. Joseph, God prepared a place for him, but he had to prepare Joseph for the place through the pain and the process of what he went through.
1: Moses another great one he thought I will be the deliverer of Israel let me just go kill this guy he you know took it into his own hands and then after that had Pharaoh found out he had to flee from the face of Pharaoh went out in the desert and became a shepherd for 40 years let me just say that again 40 years this was 40 years of just bleeding some sheep around not really a joyful life um you know right there and then <laughs> God said now you're ready because you've led the sheep around so the refining process and then he didn't want to go yeah but god said you're the guy now yeah That's it. let's go here you go you're ready now yeah you're ready i now. know you got
0: good and comfortable after four decades <laughs> now it's time all right um closing statement one statement in regard to pacing that you could give to our
1: listeners wait on god Wait on God. You know, I just leave with this uh, passage from Isaiah. Those who wait on the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall, here it is, run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Uh, They'll mount up with wings as eagles. There's your pacing right there. When you're truly connected, when you're in the vine, when you're connected to God, and you're waiting on Him to do His will instead of our will, instead of my things— then I will have the patient endurance because that's a fruit of the Spirit, the long-suffering, the patient, the endurance. That's going to come from being connected to Him, and we'll be finding ourselves doing what He wants to accomplish and being the person that He wants to be when we're connected. Yeah. Mine would be, uh,
0: in the business world or the sports world, in particular if you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, mm-hmm. you'll recognize this. They They will say, Trust in the process. Mm-hmm. Trust in the process. I'm going to alter that just a little bit. I'm going to say, trust in the one who determines the process. Nice. Trust in the one who determines the process. Because, again, we've got King David, we've got Moses, we've got so many examples. I mean, Saul, Paul, Peter, I mean, New Testament. I mean, we can just look all the way around and just yes. see this. It's It's not about... It's not about the results of the process. It's about the person behind the process and trusting in God through these things, whether it's struggling with an area, struggling with sin, struggling through a process, waiting for a calling, waiting for a relationship, waiting for a job, waiting for any of it. It's not about those things. Amen. It's about trusting in him in the midst of awaiting mm. all of those things. Amen to that. For the kingdom of God is not in meat or drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy
1: in the Holy Spirit. Good stuff. Yeah. Will you pray for us, brother? Gladly. Father, as uh, we come to your presence, we thank you that you are the eternal God. Without beginning and without end, the first and the last, Lord, we thank you that you see everything that we don't see. Lord that your plan will stand that you are the God who has us in the very palm of your hands you said that no one is able to snatch us out and you said that that many are the plans in a man's heart yet nevertheless the counsel of God that's what's going to stand Lord and we just want to resubmit ourselves to you to be patiently waiting for to be pacing ourselves and doing your good will in our lives. Lord, we just thank you that you are going to accomplish it, that you who started a good work in us will complete it. And, Lord, we just ask that you be glorified in us. Lord, bless all our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.